Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone had a great Monday. We are now over the Monday blues, and it's a beautiful Tuesday. Another unseasonably... So warm. Uncomfortably warm day here in New York, and it's got to stop. Even in this just light sweater, no jacket, I'm sweating it is really so warm. I should have worn a t-shirt, but that just feels wrong. No, I'm dressing for the day. It's November 10th. 10th. I'm not dressing for the weather. I'm dressing for, I'm dressing how people dress in November. I know. Well, I switched it up to flats instead of boots to like take off a little bit of, show a little skin for you guys. I mean, I'm fucking sweating in my big ass turtleneck from ASOS. It's like so cheap and itchy. Like I'm literally about to crawl out of my skin, but I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I think it's going to rain this week, which now that I'm a dog mom, like I'm really looking forward to the rain because it washes away all the duty in the streets. Oh my God. You are so wrong. No, no, no. I mean, I know that like it'll be annoying to take him out. I'll have to like go to scaffolded areas or he'll go in the, on the wee wee out in my house but there's like the streets need to be cleaned and the rain will wash it all away first of all that's like not how it works i feel like the rain makes everything dirtier because then like the trash is just like wet trash sitting on the street and then when you have when you have a dog and it rains in the city first of all the dogs never go to the bathroom outside they like can't figure it out they like lick the rain and then they get every time you go out for just like an average pee should take five seconds takes 30 minutes and they come back soaking wet it's the most annoying thing me and margaret were just having this conversation when it rains it's so annoying to have a dog yeah no i i understand that part but i'm just i think it will clean the parts of the street that bother me i actually don't have a lot of like trash on my block but like there's other dogs pee and stuff like that so oh. just a clean slate, tabula rasa. Um, we have a great show for you guys today. I watched so much TV last night. Like it was. What did you watch? There was nothing on. Okay, so I watched The Undoing. Okay. Which is only three episodes in on HBO Max. Excellent. You will love it. Nicole Kidman is a redhead. And it's just not what you expect. I don't want to tell you what it's about because I didn't know what it was about. And it was just shocking. But should I wait till there's more episodes? No, because like the whole world is watching. So like you want to watch it with the world. Really? I did that with McMillions and like. I was annoyed that I had to then wait. Oh, I did not know that the world was watching McMillions. I don't, I don't know. I think more of the world is watching The Undoing. Is it a limited series? I don't know. I just know it's an HBO show. It's giving me major Big Little Lies vibes. And over the weekend, the people that I was with, like everyone was talking about it. It's only three episodes in and it's so good. Ooh, that's tough. I just love like to watch my mini series all together. Just have a little snack like Chernobyl. If I had watched that like week to week, it wouldn't have had the same effect on me. I'm usually not a proponent of week to week watching. I think I can't believe there was once a time in our society where we watched everything week to week. It's it's brutal. Like it's truly savagery. But um, I actually really like this show and I don't mind waiting week to week. It's like I haven't watched week to week something since Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to change things up. Well, last night I watched the week to week version of Filthy Rich because, like, I'm sure the last few episodes are still playing out, even though it was canceled. If you don't follow us on Instagram, but you listen to the show, you know that yesterday we predicted because of our love for it, immense love, that it would be canceled. And sure enough, it is canceled. Um, I don't. I know you don't feel as strongly about this as I do, but I feel like it's not too late. Like, and you know why I have this feeling because of a place to call home. It was like supposed to end in, yeah. like at the end of season two, but then there was a season three because there was so much fan love for it. And I just feel like with the power of the toasters, it's not inconceivable that we could all like catch up, watch the next two episodes and show them like there is a real audience for this show. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the hope. I really do. My only concern is that I don't like I wasn't necessarily surprised when it got canceled because I had not heard about it from anyone or anything like I just saw a commercial for it and it stuck in my mind as something I might want to watch. I don't know besides us like if there is literally 
any other person who watches it. Like when GCB got canceled, like I knew tons of people watching it. Like Nashville, I'm like, I see it everywhere. Like everyone's talking about it. It made no sense. This actually like makes a decent amount of sense. Like I don't know anyone watching no, it. No, to me, this falls in the same category as GCB. And then Nashville was different, but Nashville found a home at CMT. Like maybe it needs to find another home. I just feel like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like everyone's always like, use your platform, use your platform. Like I want to use my platform to save filthy rich. I think when people say use your platform, they're not talking no, about that. But like, I'm going to use it. Thanks for telling me to use it. Okay. <laughs> um, also, another thing that I watched was Jeopardy, the first episode without Alex Trebek. The uh, producer, very handsome young thing, started out the show. It's all pre-recorded, but he recorded like a little thing of himself, like just saying how, you know, the whole community and all the producers, the showrunners, everything, um, they're devastated. And Alex like loved the show so much and insisted on recording um, all the episodes up until two weeks ago. And he got like a little choked up. It was very sweet. And then at the end of the episode, it was dedicated in memory to um Alex Trebek so it was a little I feel weird watching things like posthumously like it gives me like a little like ghosty vibe but it was very sweet and it was nice to see him and I really felt like Alex Trebek was watching down on me because there in the first round was a category on podcasts what were the questions there was one about Bill Nye's podcast one about um it was really random like not even Joe Rogan like it was Bill Nye has a podcast yeah they're like this science guy uses his podcast today's science or whatever it's called um it was super random I'm just like you know su such a narcissist like I'm like there's gonna be one about the toast like and I would have like actually died but like I need to relax and take several seats because that's like not was in there any, any like proper like they didn't talk about Joe Rogan that's a miss was there were there any rightful questions like about podcasts that actually are popping um not that I remember I knew most of them but it was like really random oh like Conan O'Brien what's this late night host and I knew it was Conan immediately um I don't remember the other ones but they weren't memorable like yeah it was just not it but it was it was I felt it was Alex Trebek connecting with me oh for sure that's and, beautiful and then the other thing I watched was Dancing with the Stars because how many people are left a million okay. like I couldn't believe how many people were left because like it's feeling from like the social media viewership it's feeling like there's three people left I think maybe now there's five okay Neve, Caitlin Bristow Justina Machado, Nelly, and... Sky? Sky. Did I say Caitlin? Yeah. Okay, so five. And then um, AJ McLean went home last night. Okay. So I just feel like we've been talking about it a lot, and I really haven't watched that much since the beginning of the season, so I wanted to, like, you know, see what was going on, check in, and it's just honestly, like, it's so insufferable. Like, there is absolutely no world where Caitlin is not the best dancer on the show. Like, she's just immaculate. And the scoring makes no sense. I thought I, she got three tens. She, no, for, for sure. I'm saying for her. But see, it reminds me, remember when you said when you guys judge the Redheads book, you judge them within themselves, not big, compared Com to other books? Yep. So it's like Nellie, who is so sweet and such a P-John, but just like doesn't have the chops to dance, he got an eight. He averaged an eight and like Caitlin got a 10 and like in no world were those two dances even remotely comparable, but it's like they're judging Nelly against himself because like he like he's an getting eight. better. He got an eight for him. Yeah. And so it just like the, the scoring makes no sense. And I actually think Derek Huff is a very good judge and he's only there because Len, because of COVID, lives in London, can't travel. I actually think like he's worth he needs to stay because the judging is just so archaic. Tyra Banks is actually getting a lot better. Um, and I think that she could have a real future as the Dancing with the Stars permanent co-host. So I'm glad for her for that. I think it's all good and well. And other than that, the show was just like a little too much for me. Like it's so, um, so many commercials and so many like pre-packaged uh, <laughs> packages. All right, we're going to take know, a pause. There's com construction going on. One second. Louise. We need to find out what time their lunch break is. Yeah, and then record the and show And then, then record at that time because that is just not going to work. And it sounds like, you know, they've got a big project going on. And of course, it's special project. It's going to be ongoing. And um, so that's just not going to work like construction in my ear. And those are the four things, or three things that I watched last night. Did you watch anything besides Filthy Rich? Uh, no, I was very busy with Little Bruno last night. I did a Peloton ride, which you would have thought nothing to report home. But I hit a per my personal, I beat my personal record, which I haven't done since August, like when I was like stronger. And it just made me feel really good because I was like feeling really weak for a while. And then I don't know what happened last night. I used one of my daily mixes on Spotify. The songs were popping, Getaway Car, Fly With Me. And I was just transported and I hit 
a PR, 246 output and 30 minute ride. If you're a Pelotoaster, you know what that means to me. Yeah, I definitely don't work out a lot, but I do know that like a playlist can change the world when, when it comes to working out. You know, one time I've only taken a handful of soul cycle classes. And one time I took this random class where she played Honey, I'm Good by Andy Grammer. And like, I wouldn't consider that like a workout song, but something with like how the rhythm when you tap your pedals and it really just like set me into another universe. Yeah. So I'm feeling good about that. We have actually some Peloton news today. So Pelotosters perk up. It's some good news. And other than that, yeah, it was just, you know, a run-of-the-mill day. Got a lot of stuff done. I cultivated a vibe in the living room again. Mm. And I have to say, ever since I've stopped spending, you know, 23 out of 24 hours a day in my bed, I'm sleeping much better. Because there's something about, like, getting into bed at 11 o'clock as opposed to, like, getting back into bed at 11 o'clock. You know, when you've been, yes. like, hanging out there all day? Well, actually, thanks to Bruno, I'm spending a lot of time in my living room. And I, I love it. And I don't hit the bed until it's time. Time for bed. Which is weird and a new sensation. No, and I kind of like it. Yeah. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah, my couch is a nice place to be. Yeah, at first it didn't feel warm to me because I've literally lived in my apartment for two years and not spent more than 10 minutes at a time in my living room. But now that I'm like cultivating vibes, spending more time, you know, getting to know the place, it's really, it's a, it's becoming a place I could see myself in, you know? Yeah. Also something that I did that happened yesterday that changed my day and now I remember what I was doing all day. I was just enjoying the love of Bruno because he had his first grooming session with um, Theo's groomer styled by Allie. And he, She's a star. She's amazing. He literally was just like a ball of delicious sweetness. Mm-hmm. And I was just enjoying how good he smelled and how clean he was. Yes, I literally, there's nothing better than the day after Allie comes and Theo's just like walking around looking like a prince and smelling like an absolute, sometimes he smells like, I don't know, like a movie star, like so rich yeah. and delicious. Like a movie star. He was wearing Proverbs 31. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he was by Kim Cattrall. Totally. So that was a really nice part of my day. And also I wanted to say, yes, we had a really busy day because we were recording some stuff after oh, the yes. show. And we recorded an interview with Lauren Elizabeth because her new clothing line, Lauren Elizabeth Collection, drops today. So if you're listening to the podcast, the interview will be at the end of this episode. It's so fun. She's a podcasting queen. If you haven't listened to Mood, you're missing out. If you're watching this on YouTube, the interview is only available as podcast. So head over there because she also gives out a special code for her Lauren Elizabeth collection drop, which she dropped the cutest. It's today. I honestly, I don't know. Maybe everything is sold out, but um, she dropped the cutest collection of loungewear, like very chic. You could wear it out and about. The code will tell you. We'll spoil it for you just in case you want to head over now. The code is TOASTERS20. Lauren Elizabeth Collection. It's really, really cute. So Mm -hmm. enjoy that interview. Make sure to check out Lauren's collection and Lauren's podcast on our podcast network, Toast News Network, Mood with Lauren Elizabeth, dropping episodes every Wednesday. It's a mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Um, Should we dive in? I know we actually have six stories today. So like, Oh, no, I I, I whittled it down to five. I made the the harsh cuts that needed to be made in order to give you the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today, I'm honored and proud to say that the episode is brought to you by Palmer's new hemp oil calming relief body lotion and body oil. The number one cocoa butter brand introduces new hemp oil collection. Palmer's new hemp oil calming relief body lotion and body oil calms, soothes, and hydrates even your driest skin. With a special blend of 100% natural hemp seed oil and skin nourishing cocoa butter for highly effective skin healing. I've been using Palmer's cocoa butter like forever on my lips and stretch marks and it's just like such a fabulous brand. It's a type of brand where it's like you release something, I trust you. Yeah, like, no, it's a trustworthy brand. 100%. It's a family brand. I just, I feel like really safe in the arms of Palmer. Um, it's ideal for sensitive and eczema prone skin. They provide dry skin relief with its powerful moisturizers. Hemp oil body oil soothes irritation, boosts hydration, and improves skin's texture and radiance. While the hemp oil body lotion clinically is proven to ir- to improve irritation, dryness, and itching. If you double up and layer the lotion on top of the oil, you will achieve maximum hydration. Palmer's hemp oil is skincare collection is dermatologist tested hypoallergenic and safe for sensitive skin you can find these products in store and online at walmart target walgreens or amazon the price is less than ten dollars each so you got to choose palmers choose what's real love it okay let's start with like the big news of the day tea is being spilled by larsa pippen yeah she's breaking her silence on her falling out with kim kardashian she's blaming kanye west and travis scott 
Months after Kim and Larsa unfollowed each other on Instagram, fans of the Kardashian-Jenner family are finally getting answers about their falling out. The 46-year-old Real Housewives of Miami alum, Justice for Real Housewives of Miami. Yes, big-time Justice Leah Black. Woohoo! Who has been friends with Kim, Courtney, and Chloe for years, broke her silence on the Hollywood Raw podcast on Monday, citing Kanye as oh the God. reason for their issues. Do you smell that? What? Desperation. <laughs> That's what I fucking smell. Like what? RDH. <laughs> No, it's like, this is fire. We got to go. <laughs> she said, if Kanye feels like him and Kim are better without me, then let them be without me. I'm okay with that. I will survive. I want everyone to be happy. Fans noticed in July that Kim wasn't keeping up with Larset on social media anymore. At the time, Kim had said she wanted to reset her account to just her family and her childhood friends. And that was something that I believed and I really didn't think there was going to be this sort of rift with Larsa. But Larsa says, I didn't feel any type of way. I just felt like, do what's best for your family. I love you. You and I are best friends. We've been through everything together. I would never do anything to jeopardize our friendship. We're like sisters. We're family. But if you have to unfollow me to make your home a better place, do it. She said, uh, he talks so much about me being this and that. I'm assuming Kanye and this and that I just feel like Kanye was in a place where he really didn't trust anyone with Kim she went on to slam Kanye several times claiming that he's brainwashed his wife and her sisters when asked what she would say to the rapper if she saw him Larsa said I don't know where's the love the funny thing is I love him I love all of them nothing has happened where it's like I'll never talk to them again I feel like people going through different things and people handle problems differently yeah, I mean, there's so much to unpack here. I feel like the two major takeaways for me from this interview were that she kind of blames the rift on Kanye. Mm -hmm. And she, like, happened to mention that, like, she was actually seeing Tristan before Chloe, And then, like, she flew Tristan out to L.A. And then, like, 10 days later, he was dating Chloe, And, like, she didn't even care because she doesn't want to date someone who doesn't want to date her. That's what she said. I don't know if I believe that. But the, the real shocking thing to me is now that she's gone on this podcast and, like, kind of aired the dirty laundry, like, there's no going back. Like, you, yes. you fight with friends, whatever. Maybe you don't talk for a few months, but there's always the possibility of, you know, coming back together. But her especially in the way that she describes it, like she keeps saying she has so much love for them. Like maybe, you know, they're at different places in their lives and the way that Larsa is right now is not someone that Kanye and Kim like want to be around. But they're all the just time. like drifting apart. But, yeah, but like people can also drift back together. But 100%. not when you go on a podcast and air all of your dirty laundry. No, so this and makes say it that your official. best friend's husband is brainwashing her and right. her whole family. So this makes it official. Now it's like the Kardashians and Larsa will never be friends again, and that's what I find so interesting because someone like Larsa, whose entire like livelihood is really centered around being a Kardashian affiliate, I'm surprised that she would. It's not even like she's going on Joe Rogan. Like she would go on a random and podcasts and just like spill the beans and I'm sure she's getting a lot of press for it but that like fades super quickly and I'm really surprised that she would be so short-sighted yeah and I'm not gonna lie from what I saw of Larsa on the show I did really like her energy I thought Same. she was really funny and I think that she kept like a lot of things light and fun and just was always down to have a good time and I I'm gonna miss her not that we saw so much of her, just that fight with that girl, Sarah, where I just like could not. It was not, so funny. Like the world is full of Larsas and Sarahs. You know, it's so, 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 so true. And I just like really liked her. But I also could see from what she's describing, the only part of this that doesn't make sense to me is that she would take it to a podcast because right. if it's like if she still can speak that say that she has so much love for them and that nothing happened and, you know, it's just different now. I don't know why you would like put the nail in the coffin on that friendship. Yeah, no, it's bizarre, especially when the friendship is so much more than a friendship. It's literally a livelihood. Right. And it's like a years long friendship. Right. That's what's sad. It's like, honestly, say what you want about the Kardashians, but all the people that they surround themselves with are people who they have known for like 10 plus years. Like loyalty is such an important thing to them. And like, they don't even care. Like they don't, they don't want to be friends with you like because you're cool or whatever. Like it's because you're a loyal friend and you've known them forever. So like when this is like a Jordan Woods, like when we when we break up with a friend of a very long time, it's sad and it's really shocking because the Kardashians are very loyal people. Like everyone around them, Simon, Jonathan, like they've been around for years. Yeah. It's shocking. I'm going to miss her. I didn't realize it I'm until not. we were talking about it. I just, I like. Aside I, from that one episode, I feel as though I don't know what she brought to the table and I don't care at all about her being I, gone. I don't know. I think that. I think she was a good addition. Like, there's others I'd rather see go first. Who? I don't know. But if I thought long, but long like, enough about it. I feel like I don't know what she contributed. Aside from that one episode where I actually did, like, agree with her 100%. <laughs> I don't know. She was never really ever in the show otherwise. Was no, she? No, but I just feel like just from, like, seeing her on Instagram and, like, what she's about, I just feel like she's a, a fun girl. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like she's in a... 
even though it, it appears like she's at the same place in her life as like the other girls like with her kids I feel like they're actually very different I feel like Larsa like likes to party and is like single and like yeah, on the prowl and I don't think the other girls are like that for sure but that's the exact thing that I'm talking about where it's like this okay the single part no but like likes to party like everyone needs that party friend in their life but there does come a time when you graduate from the party friend and I feel like that's right. where we're at and I feel like for a while Chloe was like kind of the last one still in the party phase and now it's like exclusively Kylie yeah. And, maybe, and Kylie's not hanging out with Larsa. And also maybe it was really like quarantine. You know, even if you were a party girl before quarantine, like things change. You know and what? The party girls are forced to stay home. Check on your local party girl <laughs> because we are not doing okay, you guys. Like it's been a very hard time for us. So, you know, if, you're, if your friend is like that girl, like check on her because she's fucking lonely. It's isolating, you guys. Very depressing. I can't imagine having gone into quarantine in like the peak of my party girl days because I like graduated from Party Girl Academy years ago, years before this happened. And I was really ready for, you know, a lot of things. I mean, I wish I had Bruno Sweets at the beginning, but you of know, course. man plans. God gets you a puppy eight months later. But if you take anything away from this episode, it's check on your, your local party girl. Yeah. She's your she, local town drunk. Okay. <laughs> because we are, we're suffering. Yeah. She's suffering. Big time. Okay, next story is a story I don't know if you've heard yet, but I'm really, really looking forward to getting your thoughts because okay. I, I'm pretty sure if I know you well, it's a person that you don't like. Oh, okay. And there's nothing better okay. than, than that. I love that. The Grinch musical is coming to okay. NBC. What do you mean? If I sent you this story. You did? To post. I mean, to talk oh, about. Oh, I, I, I found it myself. Of course we need to talk about this because I hate this person. Okay, I'm just going to tell you the deets and then Claudia's going to go off. Love it. Okay. The Grinch musical is coming to NBC. All is sounding really good woo, until woo, woo, woo. with Matthew Morrison. Boo, 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 boo. The Grinch is hitting the small screen. NBC is bringing the classic Dr. Seuss tale to life in a new musical holiday special airing December 4th. It will be a two-hour production titled Dr. Seuss's The Grinch Musical from the Troubadour Wembley Park Theater in London starring Glee alum Matthew Morrison as the titular character. Titular reminds me of Moira Rose. <laughs> Morrison has also been in the the Good Wife and Grey's Anatomy, and he starred as J.M. Barry in a 2015 Broadway production of Finding Neverland. He also is Mr. Shoe in Glee, which is really the only thing that qualifies him for this role. No, actually, in terms of qualifications, I'm, I'm, let me be totally fair and unbiased. Grey's Anatomy? In terms of qualifications, he's definitely um, qualified. 100%. His background, Glee, Broadway, like... He's a triple threat. It's not about... It's not about talent because I do think that no, he has it. I'm saying they were they were citing other things that he's been in, like Grey's Anatomy, but that doesn't tell you why he's great for this part. Glee shows you why he's like. What they he, called him the Glee alum. They did. Oh, yeah, they did. You read okay. it. Sorry. So this concept is sensational. You know, yep. a two-hour Grinch NBC musical. Love the songs, the music of and Grinch. I don't, and I don't see the word live in here, so I, I so love it'll it. be good. So it'll be good. So that's great. But I do think that we are entering dangerous territory when we start casting people like Matthew Morrison. And here's why. He played the somewhat iconic role of Will Schuster, the substitute teacher and Glee teacher on the hit show Glee, where he was just consistently like very inappropriate with the children. And it was all made to like seem okay. And now when we like go back and watch some of the shit Mr. Shu like did and said, it's like so fucking weird. And... I hated Matthew Morrison, like, as the show was on. I just, like, he's something about, like, his curly hair and his butt chin, like... You want to know why? Because he reminds you of Justin Timberlake. They're so similar. It's a similar vibe. That is... If you hate one, you hate them all. That is true. That is very, very true. And I think it was also, like, in the show, the kids were so supremely talented. Like, all of them were really, really stars. And, yeah, we were always listening to Mr. Shoes sing. And we're like, bitch, move the fuck over. Like, the kids are better than you. At least for me, that was the main problem. And something about, I can't put my finger on why Matthew Morrison, like, bothers me so much. But it's not just me. It's a whole society of people. We're gonna yes, there's, there, there is a real group of people who really don't like Matthew Morrison. No, and we are, we deserve to have our voices be heard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I want to give a voice to those people because we are not okay with this. Like, we are taking a perfectly good idea and we're ruining it. Yeah. Also, a new fun fact about Matthew Morrison is that he was engaged to Chriselle. And now this is the second time that, like, Chriselle has entered my mind in the Fast Five this morning because she also showed a home to Larsa. Also, another thing. And Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. So they were out last week, so... Um, Chriselle wasn't on this episode, but Gleb was because like the pros like stick around and like clap, you know, yeah, for yeah. other people. And it was weird to see him. I feel like he felt awkward and like I felt awkward feeling awkward feeling looking at him feeling awkward, you know? 
Yeah. Um, some more of the cast, though. Some good casting news. Dennis O'Hare will co-star as Old Max. Boo Boo Stewart, um, who is from Twilight, Descendants, and Julian the Phantoms. Who is we, she in Twilight? Um, he was one of um, Jacob's... What? Oh, what Seth, the yeah, wolves. Seth, yeah. And then he's also one of the main four in Descendants. Got it. And he's the best. And he will be playing young Max. And Max is the, the dog. dog. There's a young Max? And Amelia Minto, who's a By newcomer. By the way, what's with this guy, Boo Boo, constantly playing dogs? First he's a wolf. <laughs> now he's a dog. <laughs> I don't know. Amelia Minto will portray Cindy Lou Who. Oh. She's a newcomer, so maybe it'll be her big break. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know any of the people you just named, but I'm happy for them all. And as long as it's good, like, I will be watching. Um, I will be watching. I will. I mean, I don't know if I'll actually watch it, but like, I'm going to plan to watch it. Yeah, of course. No, but who knows where I'm going to be? I might have laundry to do. The Grinch is truly one of my favorite Christmas movies. There's so many elements to it that um, make it such a success. I mean, of course, Jim Carrey, like the best actor of all time. Then there's Jenny Humphrey, who plays the little girl, which is just iconic, singing Where Are You Christmas, written by Mariah Carey. Then added another layer, Molly Shannon is the mom. And that scene where she's decorating her Christmas house, like trying to get it better than her neighbors, like is literally my favorite scene of all time. And also the mayor is played by someone else whose name I can't remember, but it's just an iconic cast of people. It is. It's an amazing movie. And I really hope that they do it justice. And I hope they never redo it. Like I like this version. And maybe this could be the thing that turns you on Matthew Morrison. No, I don't think so. I I appreciate your... You're too far gone. I'm too turned. But I really do appreciate the optimism and light you bring to this show, but not today. Okay. Maybe another time. Not today. I know that Theo is upset that he was passed on the role as as Max. Max. Um, Yeah. But you know what? There's... You can't have them all. Look at him. He's so down in the dumps. He's down in the dumps. But there's always next time, Theo. Don't worry. Don't worry. Your time will come. He's going to get the role of Toto. For sure. Okay. Some and ex- it's going to be TT. Some exciting news for Pelotosters. Beyonce has a new collab with Peloton. Beyonce and Peloton have teamed up on a multi-year deal that will bring a series of themed workouts paying homage to historically black colleges and universities, and the timing couldn't be better. Playing off of Homecoming, her iconic Coachella concert film, Beyonce's helped create cycling, running, strength, boot camp, yoga, and meditation classes with Peloton to commemorate the annual fall Homecoming season at HBCUs. The singer was already the most requested artist among the fitness company's 3.6 million members. So the collab makes total sense. Where can you request artists? I have a lot of requests to make. Yeah. I've never seen a suggestion box. You're going to request Matthew Morrison? I'm going to request um, Taylor Swift, yeah. honestly. Honestly, but- for this partnership, I think it's such a good idea. And I always feel like whenever it's announced, like who Beyonce's partnering with, it just like makes so much sense. I feel like the the partnerships department at Beyonce HQ, like is just geniuses. Like every time with the Ivy Park and then it was at Topshop and then it's like a part of Adidas. Like it's just everything she does is like really, really smart. Really, really smart. In addition, uh, Beyonce and Peloton are gifting two-year digital memberships to students at 10 different HBCUs, oh. which provide access to the fitness classes through the Peloton app that can be used with or without equipment. So I think this is such a great partnership. It's great for the brands. And it's also, this is something that really benefits the consumers because Beyonce themed rides are going to be amazing. I used to do some Beyonce themed rides when I used to go to SoulCycle. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many good motivating songs. And I'm glad that her catalog is coming to Peloton I think the entire experience will benefit from it I agree um I actually saw a funny TikTok of a girl who didn't want to pay like three thousand dollars for a Peloton so she brought her bike into her house and like set it up on this machine that like makes it stationary and then put the Peloton app on her TV and it honestly worked beautifully yeah that sounds but then she just has like a bike in her living room yeah a real bike that sounds like... Which is kind of dirty. A good idea. But it's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. Along with the big partnership coming during homecoming season, the timing is also good for the company in the stock market because Peloton was up with the queue and now it's down with announcement of vaccine, but now this is good for news for them again. Yeah, I wonder if they were really impacted business-wise by the Soul Cycle bike. I actually know a lot of people who have it. Yeah, and I feel like now anyone who's seeking to get a bike is really on the fence, and I feel like if if the Soul Cycle bike had existed... When Before. I was bike buying, I would have gotten the SoulCycle bike. 100%. And, yeah, I'm sure. Because SoulCycle has so many customers, and those customers bought Pelotons because SoulCycle took a year too long to come out with a bike, and it's it probably keeps them up at night Tragic. because it's so dumb. Not even a year too long, like four months too long. The timing was just so bad. Yeah, but I'm sure people are still buying Yeah, no, I'm bikes, sure it's successful. But, but it could have been... Huge. Aces. Yeah. Yeah. Aces. 
Okay, next story, a follow-up from yesterday. Who will replace Alex Trebek as the Jeopardy host? Oh, sorry. The other thing I wanted to say about watching Jeopardy that I totally forgot to mention is that in the first round, one of the categories was hosted by Ken Jennings. So every time somebody chose from that category, they had a video of Ken Jennings reciting the clue, which just really made me think, like, he definitely is a contender. That's what people are saying. Apparently, he has been, like, producing some of the show and they've really been like grooming him for the job but other names that are being thrown around are George Stephanopoulos I don't think that's gonna work because George Stephanopoulos does politics and I think that Jeopardy is like a universal show Mm -hmm. and they need someone who's like totally neutral also, I think. at one point, Alex Trebek, he might have been joking, but he nominated fellow pop culture icon Betty White. I think he was joking, but I would, I would accept it. Ken Jennings, who to me is looking like the front runner. Yeah. Alex Faust, who is the LA Kings hockey announcer. Yes, I heard that. Like, Alex just really respected him and, like, thought he had a nice voice. Yeah, I feel like... Um, that could work. Like, someone who just has, like, hosting chops, who we don't know that well, who's going to make their... Mark at Jeopardy, not someone who's made their mark. We know so much about them. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to bring all that to Jeopardy. I yeah. do think it could be someone like that. Also, um, CNN legal analyst Laura Coates was a name floated by Trebek. And I think those were the six. Yeah, those are the six in the mix. I mean, they're all sound like perfectly good options. And I'm sure any of them would be like decent at the job. But I do think that it's so much more than like being able to do the job. It's just like what it means. Mm -hmm. And I really think Ken Jennings is the guy. And it would just be, it would be like a really, really beautiful like way to end the story if it went to Ken Jennings. I agree. And it's a great message. It's like not only if you're going to be the smartest and the best, like you will get, you will win the prizes and whatever. But like, you know, you could, it could aspire to be even more. And I feel like it also really encourages like people makes being smart cool a hundred percent makes it being smart can make you a celebrity yeah and I feel like like famous for your smarts yeah no I completely agree and I just think for a million reasons of all the people you've named Ken Jennings is like so clearly the right person for it um and all he needs is like a couple you know classes on enunciation hosting reading off a teleprompter it's easy and people have said I was concerned yesterday but people have said that he is warmth and he can bring the warmth into the living room well so yesterday I was saying this category was all Ken Jennings reading the clue and I feel like it was really like a trial run for him um and he looked mad cute I did have I did have some problem with his enunciation that was the beauty of Alex Trebek I think it was his Canadian accent like he just announced everything perfectly like in terms of pronouncing words that were like foreign or hard to Hard to say. That is a really um, huge skill. So we'll see. We will see, you guys. We'll see. We shall see. Okay. See, we shall. Fifth and final story. Some happy news. The viral dream skateboarder has gotten engaged. Congrats are in order for the Fleetwood Mac dream skateboarder, Nathan Apodaca. He popped the question to his girlfriend, and she said yes. Sources close to the couple tell TMZ that Nathan proposed to his girlfriend, Estella, on Saturday night in Las Vegas, dropping to one knee at the Nobu Hotel inside Caesars Palace. This is like the sweetest story. And every time I hear an update on this guy who, if you don't know, he made a TikTok that went completely viral of him like riding down. We spoke about it on the toast. Yeah. Riding down. Um, I think he lives in Phoenix. Like this beautiful highway. The sun is setting. He's drinking some Ocean Spray cran- cranberry juice on his longboard. And it just like people were really vibing to it. And, it, and listening to Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Right. And now they literally took that um, TikTok and made a commercial for TikTok with it. Um, it just blew up. A million celebrities replicated it. He's getting brand deals. He has merch. He has like 10 million followers on TikTok now. He has a lifetime supply of Ocean Spray and they gifted him a, a truck. truck. So I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's like a good guy. Like the first like. Okay, so he got famous, and a month later, the first thing he did, he's obviously making a lot of money now, like, is buy his longtime girlfriend a ring. Like, that's literally so sweet. So, so sweet. I feel like it's been a while since we've had one of these, like, viral sensation moments where some ordinary person Mm -hmm. just becomes a superstar overnight, and it's always really exciting. I can't believe he hasn't been on Ellen yet. She's, like, always monopolizing on, like, viral sensations. Mostly kids, but still. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it really has, I can't remember the last one that we've had. Yeah, I remember Alex from Target. Yeah, but th- even Mason Ramsey, like that's oh, really yeah. how he started. Mason Ramsey's the last one. The selfie kid from the Super Bowl. Okay, that was so. That, 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 that got, I mean, It was he's so a manufactured. Kid, yeah. No, I'm not saying, he was a cute kid. I'm saying the whole um, 
career created around him was so manufactured. It wasn't like natural. This went naturally, organically viral. Like people just vibed with it. Literally, no I didn't even look twice at that kid at the selfie. And suddenly he's like the selfie kid. I'm like, what? Yeah. Also, that was manufactured um, by like, by literally like a talent agency. It was fake. The backpack kid. Yes. That feels like another manufactured one to me. No, he seemed more real to me because like, I actually had seen him do that weird dance move um, like virally on on certain social media platforms. But it wasn't as big as me. I think Mason Ramsey is probably the most recent one who really became famous. Yeah, from like just an ordinary moment. In a, an ordinary Walmart in an ordinary town in America. But with an extraordinary kid. And an extraordinary talent. <laughs> Um, sounds like the end of a Hallmark movie. Oh, also one thing that I meant to send you as a story today, Hulu is now releasing their own Christmas movies and they are now, they're releasing the first one ever with a lesbian main character by Kristen Stewart. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. Oh, and her, the supportive, like, you know, gay best friend is Dan Levy. Oh my God. That sounds so good. Yeah. Competition is great for the consumers. You guys. A hundred percent. When they compete, we win. We win. So now more we have Christmas movies, more Christmas movies, more diversity. The bachelorette is on tonight. Tasha's first episode. Um, that'll be good. Yeah. I was thinking about it last night and of course I love Tasha and I'm excited, but she's going to be great at being the bachelorette, thus making the show like a little boring. Like something about Claire, like breaking all the rules and like getting angry with all of her decisions, like makes it much more interesting uh, to watch. I completely agree. So like when we recap it, we're just going to be here like, I love Tasha. Yeah. Who will she choose? Yeah. So many she's such a great girl. So many connections. Yeah. So like, I'm sure there'll be more to it. That's, interesting but at the end of the day I feel like she's just gonna be like a really good bachelorette I feel like she really appreciates like the opportunity she's been giving which like makes it a little boring yeah no it's just run-of-the-mill bachelorette the most dramatic season but we'll still be here recapping it because what else is there to do yeah no I'm looking forward to it and we have a big week of tv Wednesday we have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City which like I literally cannot wait for we should have a watch party and I think get the pups together that's also Real Housewives of Orange County Yes, and then Thursday is Kardashian, Kardashian Southern, Southern Charm. Charm. Oh, and also tomorrow night is the CMA Awards. Oh, busy, busy. It's been a whole year since we hit that red carpet, and honestly, it hit us right back. Yeah, no, we needed the year to recover. Yeah, no, honestly, the CMA Awards, like doing the red carpet, I think we've done it now three years in a row, are literally like the, it's the best day of my life. Yeah, we should watch the live stream on Wednesday, like before the awards, and then watch the awards. Okay. Like watch our stream, except it'll make me sad because I was so snatched, and... Now I'm anti-snatched. The, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say thank you guys. But do you have anything else you want to say before I wrap up? No, just want to thank Theo, like, once again for being, like, the best addition to our show. I 100% thought he was going to throw up because he's, like, been having belly problems. I remember when he <laughs> threw up on the show a few months ago. That was oh so God. sad. Yeah. But ho but I didn't want him he, to. At so. least, like, he waited till the end of the show. Right, so who, maybe if I wrap up, he'll get up and throw up. Yes, and if you're listening as a podcast, we're wrapping up, but then oh, you're yeah. going right into your interview with Lauren Elizabeth, and it's premium, and you're, she's going to let you know how to get some bed vibes going bed yeah. productivity bed vibes like making the bed the place to be we are ending bed shaming culture it was a really um fabulous episode she's just so funny and like easy to podcast with and she's like just a toaster so it's fabulous to talk to her yeah um thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching us on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so on spotify itunes stitcher public radio iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places so wherever you listen to podcasts find us morning toast leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are we hope you have an amazing day we will see you tomorrow Goodbye. 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 Our fabulous interview with Lauren Elizabeth is brought to you by TheraBreath, the world's fastest growing oral health care solution because it really works. Their products aren't just effective. They're clean and ethical too. Every product is certified kosher, vegan, and gluten-free. None of their oral rinses are tested on animals, so Theo definitely approves, and they're all made in the USA with the most ethically sourced ingredients. All TheraBreath products are alcohol-free for no burn, and none of the products contain artificial flavors or colors. They are so confident in their products that each and every one is backed by their 100% money back guarantee. If you don't like the products for any reason, simply contact them for a refund. Their mouthwashes focus on various oral health care issues like fresh breath, bleeding gums and gingivitis, anti-cavity and teeth strengthening and improvement dry mouth. All of their mouthwashes come in very colorful, beautiful boxes, so they look great in your bathroom. Their breath products are sold everywhere, like Target, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, and much more. You can find their breath products on Amazon with close to 40,000 total reviews, and a majority of them have a five-star rating. I just have to say, my favorite product of there is the gum. I take it pretty... 
pretty much everywhere I go with me and I'm so conscious of my breath so it's just nice to have like a piece of gum that I know is like working overtime to take care of my nasty duty breath be sure to check out all the TheraBreath products at therabreath.com slash toast and use the code a toast to save 25% off on their total order from your website so the website is therabreath t-h-e-r-a breath.com slash toast and the code is a toast a-t-o-s-t to save 25% off on all the products on their website therabreath is like therapy for your breath sign on take care of your nasty duty breath we are so excited to welcome back to the podcast i think now this is probably the third time you've been on lauren elizabeth i think more yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think we did LA. We did a couple. You, you and I hosted oh, together yeah. like twice. She came on the breath once. It's like. It's a family affair. It truly. So much ex. It truly is a family affair, you guys. Here's the thing. The thing is, we are <laughs> we are sisters. We stand together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we stand together. What's the next word? The next line? We, we make each other stronger. That ain't ever gonna stop. That's I used to think I was so good at singing that song when I was little. It was hysterical. Honestly, I think I just sounded really good. And for someone who has the nastiest voice ever, I think the song just is like. Honestly, you guys have been killing it with the vocals on the podcast. I just have to say. Thank you. I remember like a couple years ago, you guys were like, we're going to stop singing. People are complaining that we're singing. And then like slowly but surely you brought it back. And I'm just like in the car and I'm like, yes, yes. Mm, hit it mm. no they people were trying to stifle us you I can't, artistically i can't relate to people who don't want like more sing like impromptu singing and music in their, in their life yeah yeah no i mean it's me and my brother we just constantly are singing it's like where's the dogs did you feed them or not oh right. by the way that's literally me in bed i'm like <laughs> hey bitch how was your day today <laughs> that's so kylie yeah so for those who don't know lauren is a fabulous friend of the toast she also hosts a fabulous podcast on an even more fabulous podcast network, Toast News Network, Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. You've really been killing the episodes in quarantine, getting amazing guests. How has that been for you? I mean, working from home is so motherfucking hard, and you do it just like we do in the normal world, but it's been on like a crazy level since quarantine started. Do you feel any different? If you're talking to me, Hmm. I can't hear you. It paused. Please hold. I just turned off Wi-Fi. Okay. Working from home podcast. Claudia. Yeah. So, yeah. Claudia, thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I can't take you guys seriously. I was like, how am I going to do this? It's so hard because especially because we're on FaceTime. But anyway, I'm going to be serious. I'm going to be Lauren Elizabeth. I'm not going to be Lauren. They're two very different people, but very similar at the same time. No, you're not going to be, you're not going to be Lauren Ashray. You're going to be Lauren Elizabeth. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) Working from home, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, like you guys said, it was like, Oh, it's like we already work from home. Like, it's so normal. Spoiler alert, mm-hmm. it's not at all. Um, it's very weird. As someone that is a hermit, Claudia, similar to you, I like to spend all my time in my bed. I had to even buy yeah. I had to buy a chair just to physically get myself to another spot. Um, <laughs> so that was a big investment. And honestly, the podcast has really thrived over quarantine just because, you know, I've come a long way in the podcast. I know you guys know as Lauren Oshray and Lauren Elizabeth, it's just like I started when I was in a really weird personal place in my life mm-hmm. where I was actually secretly getting sober. So I right. didn't want to share it with the public. And then I started the podcast in a place where I thought I was going to be this fun, like drinking. And then like, there's this serious side of me, but then there's this crazy side of me. And as I got sober, I obviously realized that I actually don't need alcohol to be crazy. I'm just mm-hmm. pretty much drunk drunk 24 7 so the alcohol is not necessary like I I just I am just consistently doing the wop dance and you'd think I was like belligerent but no. like fully sober so yeah. I really switched up the format with the podcast with your guys's help as my fabulous producers you guys really like helped and guided me through it behind the scenes you guys were some of the first people I even told I remember I did I didn't even tell my best friends from home that you guys knew before they did no and you know what you were like we have you you were like I have something to tell you and I was like what could it be like I never um I never thought anything of your drinking but I feel like 
you doing it so openly like I watched your whole YouTube video I listened to your whole podcast I know you took like a little bit of a break before you like made the the transition and I just feel like honestly it's so brave like I can't imagine honestly like and we podcast about everything but like that's such a vulnerable thing to do and you come from like such a vulnerable place that I think a lot of people really really related to it because you you just seemed like especially on Instagram it's like everything's cool I'm Lauren I'm I wear neutrals like there's nothing else going on you know what I mean (laughs) I know it's like it's funny because I'm like really actually bad at like being quote unquote like a character like you know how sometimes it's always like oh like I'm one person on Instagram and another in real life like I actually am really who I am on Instagram there's just like the more like lazy and like sometimes like inappropriate side of me like I keep behind the scenes when I'm like acting like a 16 year old boy as my friends would say um but yeah I mean like it was I think that like you know the podcast was one of the hardest things to do while I was getting sober just because it was I feel like podcasting is so intimate whereas like in YouTube I can really edit it chop it up and be that funny version of myself but it wasn't translating on the podcast and I felt like it wasn't represent a representation of who I really am and so getting that feedback while I was getting sober was like a really big breaking point for me and so per usual in my career I made the decision to be authentic and Mm -hmm. shared that and now it's like we have this incredible community of like people that really respond to the podcast it's like fun and funny but it's like really impactful and powerful it's like we talk about mental health and wellness and lifestyle but not in like a goopy way where it's like so like serious and woo woo it's like it's very like no bullshit it's like Mm -hmm. yeah like this fucking sucks here's what you can do like it's just really fun and like you guys came on the podcast a while ago and like it's just kind of slowly but surely changed its structure and now I feel like there's some toasters that are even like I found you from the morning toast da 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 and it just like makes me so happy because there's all these like new people getting involved and what you need to do is get involved okay it is what we need to do that is what we need to do you have had so many great podcast episodes in the queue who has been like one of your favorite guests or what are what some of your favorite episodes that you've done so far? Honestly, it's always the people I'm not expecting to be yeah. the best guests. And I think for me, I, I never realized that I had social anxiety until obviously getting sober oh because you, totally. you would think like we're very outgoing. We like, mm-hmm. you know, we like talk a lot, but then there's still like internally that social anxiety. So it was always the people that I didn't realize. So it was like I had this amazing author on who wrote this book called Winging It. And it's all about just like stop planning and start doing, which is awesome because you see so many influencers being like plan, time cube, like schedule, like do the same thing every day. And then I had this girl that like runs the social channels on the mental health side from Mad Happy, which is like a really popular streetwear brand. And she was just breaking down like mental health. And it's just like, people respond to those episodes so much mariana hewitt was amazing emma legere was like a stunning queen amazing Mm -hmm. like just so many great guests because i feel like we get a more vulnerable side of people instead of just this like whoop-de-doo yeah yeah that's honestly just why podcasting is everything of the sort like i don't think in a traditional media interview with a celebrity like you're ever really going to get to know anything about them it's literally like a three-minute segment between commercial breaks like it's so it's (laughs) fabulous but it's just inauthentic and i feel like everyone who like puts their dips their toe in the podcasting like pond just loves it immediately because if you like are a fan of someone and you listen to them like you just on a podcast i feel like you after the episode like you know them like you can officially say like i know everything about you Yeah, it's like unedited and it's like they're not like, hi, yes, I'm here to promote this, this and this. It's like, I mean, celebrities on podcasts is like 2021. I mean, I know it's pretty much Joe Rogan, but like, thank you for setting the stage. A hundred percent. And he always says he does such long episodes because he's like anyone can, you know, be funny and interesting for a certain amount of time, even maybe an hour. But at three hours, we're going to see who you really are. Right. (laughs) Um, Three hours. Probably one of my favorite thing about things about following you on Instagram is like you actually um, never leave your house, which I don't either. But you make it like so productive. Oh my God. 
You make it so productive. It's like you're always and glamorous like, and glamorous and like, like cozy, cozy. Chic. You know, Hermes throw blanket, restoration hardware, chaise lounge. Like there's a real and especially in quarantine, I feel like we need more of that. Where it's like I'm literally laying in my bed in like my shit stained T-shirt, getting nothing done. But you really inspire like that at home productivity. And I feel like of all the people I know, like you've actually had a really productive quarantine. Like you got sober, your podcast like really, really took off, and now you're relaunching your clothing line with LA Collective, Lauren Elizabeth Collection, which I'm actually wearing a cardigan from like a really old um, collection of yours right now. I recognize Lauren Elizabeth. It's vintage Lauren Elizabeth. It's vintage. It's vintage. How do you compartmentalize in your home, separate your home and your and your workspace? Like how has that been and how did you manage to be so productive? Well, first of all, thank you so much for just appreciating me staying at home and making a cozy (laughs) chic because I literally was on Instagram the other day and I was just like, oh my God, I literally I'm always storing like the same views because it's like (laughs) me in bed, me next to my bed, me across from my bed. And whenever I FaceTime you during the day, (laughs) I'm like, Claudia picks up the phone on FaceTime. She's in bed. I'm in bed. And I'm just like, it makes me so happy that like when I feel like laying down that I know I can count on you also laying down. It's literally we are the two women from Grey Gardens. Like we never leave our bed. We're like the grandparents from Willy Wonka. Yeah, like literally just like consistently, like you'd think there's something wrong with us. I mean, obviously there is on like a a level of like, of of course there is. I mean, clearly there's a wire missing somewhere up there, but (laughs) I like, I feel like the productivity comes. It's really interesting because I, I don't know. I feel like you and I, like, obviously we have like very close birthdays and we're both Mm -hmm. like very like outgoing, but like secretly like cancer signs or whatever. And I'm not super into astrology, but I feel like it really, yeah. Like it's like you, it really does like describe us, even though I'm not super into astrology. My friends always try to make me read my horoscope and it gives me a fucking pit every single time. It was like, (laughs) you're going to be going through something in the next week. I'm like, thank you so much. Like, fuck off. Welcome to 2020. (laughs) I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need, I was like, God has a plan, leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) But, okay, so productivity in my house. Here's the thing. As a creative person that is a cancer, I actually am more creative when I'm, like, relaxed. And it's like, if Mm -hmm. I'm not relaxed, like, I can get a lot of stuff done at, like, the peak productivity stress point. We talk about this on the podcast. There's, like, a whole little curve where it's, like, when you're not stressed enough you're on the bottom left of the curve then there's like a peak point and then there's like the burnout depression point and so like when I'm at the peak point it's like let's fucking go like let's do the damn thing but that's like sitting up in bed okay that's like oh yes you know I'm like sitting up on a laptop yeah yeah I'm like you know I I really put the sheets down a little bit but the rest of the productivity really comes from a having a pit that like I'm a lazy piece of shit and I should get up and then Then it's like I realize, okay, Claudia Austria is across the country in bed as well, and she's a boss ass bitch. I can yeah. get in bed, and I'm like, I'm like, my job is on my phone. My brother, I mean, you guys know my brother. He walks in, mm-hmm. he goes, "Oh, look, Lauren's in bed again." And I'm That's like, like, first of all, it's such a hurtful thing to say. I couldn't agree like more. when someone's like, it's "Are you gonna so- get out of bed today?" Like, oh, we like, had like a like, whole. Sorry, I'm busy fulfilling my dreams. Yes. Yeah, like, dude, I we literally had a family call where I cried on FaceTime and my mom had to mediate us because I was like, he's so annoying. And he was like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, he's bed shaming me. And he's like, (laughs) my mom goes, Hudson, do you think that's a good way of communication? He goes, well, I don't know. If I told my guy friends, like, you're being lazy, like, let's fucking go work out. It would work. And I'm like, I'm not your guy friends. Do you have no respect for depression, anxiety, and laziness? Like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. And, like, the the funny thing is, we're working in bed. Right, right. That's what it is. It's like, you you designed it. And honestly, I think it's your best collection ever because I got to see like the line sheet of all the products you could you literally launched like a fire fucking loungewear collection you kill it on instagram your podcast is killing it. it's like people just don't understand the hustle that is bed culture and it's very real and i feel sick no for it's people bed who don't culture to it. it's toxic productivity culture outside the bed i'm so <laughs> yeah. productive in the bed i really tried to pitch calling my new collection the depression collection because i really feel like it rolls off the tongue it and does. when someone says why are you in bed i say why aren't you in bed? Why aren't yeah. you in bed? Like, I'm comfortable. I have the body of a 90-year-old woman. Or, <laughs> yeah, woman. 
and it hurts if I'm up for too yeah. long. So do you have no respect? But it, honestly, like with quarantine, I think you get to that point where you're starting to be like, okay, I do kind of miss the real world. Like even someone like me who like hates everything, I am starting mm-hmm. to miss going out into the real world. So honestly, I always talk about mood boosters on the podcast and I feel like as long as I'm filling my day up with some mood boosters and like taking care of myself and being productive, if I'm in bed, if I'm in the house, where the fuck is there to go? Where the fuck is there totally. to go? I my mean, favorite thing to live, do is go to I, Starbucks. You live in like such a nice house with like multiple rooms, but some of us live in apartments with two rooms, like bed or couch. And those are the options these days. And like somehow it's more respectable if it's couch. hundred percent. But what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, I really appreciate you guys uh, trying to turn your living rooms, mostly Claudia, into like a mood boosting vibe. It's really on brand for TNN between the two of us. So I did have a question, though. You need to give Claudia some pointers. Yes, please. But I did have a question. When you guys say a mood boosh, is that like fancy for mood booster? (laughs) It's fancy. It's a palate cleanser. In French. Mm. But I I feel as though like like a palate cleanser getting you ready for like the next course. But I doesn't do feel like it a mood sound like it you- though. Yes, it's in it's, a mood booster. It's in a mood booster. <laughs> it's in a mood booster. A mood. I was like, booster. that's what all I was thinking. And I mean, like, obviously, you guys are doing the right thing. It's like. Literally, my mood boosters are sometimes like Amazon lights that I can change the colors on my phone uh, and like a fancy literally candle. Literally just did that. Literally just it's did that. Honestly, like- it changes the vibe. I, I lit Christmas candles last night. And it changed my fucking life. I feel like I would go to your Instagram for like inspiration on how to cultivate living room vibes like seasonally because I feel like you're always doing like cute pumpkin shits and like candle stuff like I feel like you really live like that Pinterest life like you're I we've been I've I've seen your home on Instagram and I've actually been in your home and they're quite similar they are quite similar they're really similar I mean you get the vibes and I you know when you say Pinterest, I just kind of get triggered. I just want to make it clear that I know I'm basic and no, I know I'm a bitch. But, like, but I I however, categorize you as basic. I'm, Neither, not at all. No, I think I'm elevated basic. You know, it's like we're really taking it to the next level. Like we're really pushing the we're pushing the word in the term of basic. Would you say, you know? in the words of Stasi Schroeder, your next level basic? Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's like her brand. So um, we're going to have to rewrite that. We're going to work. We're going to workshop that. It's no biggie. No biggie. Um, can we talk about your collection. new collection? I see we're FaceTiming right now. You're wearing the pants, right? Yes, I'm wearing the pants and the matching tank top. It's a little kind of all over the place because I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> Would you believe it? Um, and I'm sitting not in bed on right my now. bed. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I I essentially, I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, your bed is so comfortable and it's so big. It, it, it's truly my favorite. It's the, I invest in sheets and all the stuff. It's like you yeah. just got to do it. But so the Lauren Elizabeth collection. Oh, good question. Of course mm-hmm. I use a top sheet. Okay, then that settles that. Okay. If Lauren uses a top sheet yeah. then top, and she's the bed expert, it the bed expert. Yeah. I highly recommend Brooklinen Luxe Satin Sheets if you want a hotel feel. And then you go Mm. with a parachute home duvet cover or cotton quilt. Mm. And the biggest level up is getting the Euro shams to go on your bed. So as you can see, there are these three Euro shams. (laughs) And Uh it really elevates your bed from I'm a teenager to I'm an adult. And that's that. that's hard. I definitely have my bed has teenager vibes and I can't put my finger on why it is that but I feel like you're speaking to my soul yeah I think you need a duvet cover maybe like a quilt at the bottom and some euro shams like really like Pinterest hotel meets lazy piece of shit laying in bed so will you send me some links Oh, of course. I already started making my Christmas list, too, with some new ones because 2021, oh, we're, we're leveling up. We're, we're going even further on the home decor in 2021. So at Lauren was Elizabeth. Your, was your Lauren Elizabeth collection, like, in terms of what you decided to put out? Because I know in the past you've done, like, leather jackets, leather pants. But this is very loungewear focused. Mm. And is that because people like because you and I literally don't leave our beds? Because it's just the per- <laughs> it's literally, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, it's 100% a selfish choice. However, when I had the idea to do a loungewear drop two years ago when I had my former brand, which was XLE, which you guys have 
you know, done a great job of just telling all the toasters about, which I'm so grateful <laughs> for. It was this spur of the moment idea where I was like sitting in the production office and I was just like, I have this idea. I, I haven't seen anything that's like ribbed and matching. That's like more affordable than just like cashmere and like forward.com. Like, so this was like two years ago. And the moment we dropped it, it sold out in like 10 minutes. And unfortunately, the way I was doing business before we couldn't really like restock and stay on it. And I had just been working for two years on this clothing and I really, really learned a lot in the sense of on the business side and how I functioned creatively. Mm. And so exactly a year ago I went home for the holidays and I called my team in LA and I was just like, listen, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like I need to be making, I don't want to make this clothes over these clothes overseas anymore. I want like a business partner in Los Angeles. I want to be even more involved. And they're like, are you sure that's going to be so much more work? And I'm like, I don't think you understand like productivity in bed. Like I got this. And right. <laughs> so we literally have spent the last 12 months doing the boring part, which was, you know, getting out of one contract, finding another business partner, like kind of like the, the, the details that I don't really talk about on Instagram, but I do talk about on podcasts and YouTube because I'm like that person that's like not like secret project. I'm like, here's here's the shtick. Here's like, the here's what's yes. going on. Like when I can legally talk about it, I'm like, here's everything that's going on. And I didn't even talk about it for a while. The only times I did where it's like, why haven't you dropped clothing? And the reality is, is because legally we were going through this really long process of getting the clothing to where I want it to be, which is now my dream partner, LA collective. I know people are very familiar with them because of Morgan Stewart sport. Mm -hmm. She's obviously our queen. And I know that I knew of them personally. And so I made it my mission to get them to want to work with me. And I actually got out of bed one time to do it. And I, yeah, (laughs) I met them. Really wanted it. Dude, I know it was tough and I met them for drinks and I was so nervous because no one knew I was sober. So I was just like, oh, I have to drive like whatever. But we finally have gotten to this place and I've just made the executive decisions of like, listen, I love loungewear. I love being in bed. It was the best collection. I get DMs every single day about when is this stuff coming back out? I was like, I want to go pedal to the metal like full in this. And of course, then quarantine hits and everyone's making loungewear and everyone's making right. sets. And I'm over here being like, oh, my God, I know that I'm going to be dropping this stuff. And I know that I started it two years ago, but it's not here yet. And so it's been like mm-hmm. a really kind of like impatient process. But the great thing is, is now I have an incredible business partner where you can go shop on LACollective.com today. We have an amazing collection and it's all 100% organic cotton. It's made in LA. It's completely elevated. I know, you know, we had problems with some of the fits in the past or the material in the past because it was a little bit on the lower end of the scale for like the fast fashion and it's like you know you can't please everyone because you know you'll get dms being like why is it a little more expensive and then you get dms being like why isn't it sustainable and i'm like which one do you want and i went with what you know morally felt right to me and so everything is under a hundred dollars which i think is a huge win for how incredible this collection is because if you want anything like this it's either going to be 200 something dollars or it's going to be 20 dollars in really really cheap so we are like the perfect middle ground for this stuff yeah the fit is insane I'm like an OCD perfectionist like yelling at people all day in a kind way of course and I'm just really happy to be talking about it on the podcast so that I don't have to reply to any of my text messages of people just like telling me what to do about this collection and dealing with people so this is a really great break and I'm just really excited for loungewear no, I I'm heard. excited too. I feel like we've come up in a, like the cycle of the year where like I'm exactly where I was back in March where it's like I need cozy loungewear. Anything yep. that I was wearing for the last eight months, like it's either Irrelevant. worn out, done. I'm just like ready to curate the cozy vibe that starts at home. But like it, it's about what you wear too. This collection couldn't be launching at a more perfect time and I'm so excited to wear it. And I heard a rumor, just I need you to dispel the rumor mill, that you made a promo code for the toasters. <gasps> I heard that too. Yeah. So, you know, since I'm Lauren Oshray, I am a toaster at heart and I decided to make a promo code for the toasters because they're amazing. Oh my God. Hear, they're cheering. They're they heard, cheering. They heard about the promo code and they're, they're honking like, their horns. Lauren, yes, Ellie, Lauren, you guys, when Biden, when, 
when Biden won the election and I went out to, you know, do a little celebration in the streets and everyone was cheering mm-hmm. and honking, in my head I was just like, this is all for Lauren Elizabeth collection. Like, no, <laughs> I'm sure. And that's, ex- that's exactly what just happened. Yeah. When you said you had a code for the toasters, the- they, they're outside. You don't understand. Like, we're, our podcast is so popular. People know where our studio is. They sit Yeah, they're in the street. They honk. They're in the street. Oh, yeah. It's like but Good Morning America. Exactly. The, it is, the code is Toasters20. You can shop today. You can get 20% off. Toasters20lacollective.com. You guys can see it on my story. I'm sure my best friends, Jackie and Claudia, will post it on their story. And yeah, you guys can where, get cozy. Lauren, where are our free pieces that we were promised? Okay, so I have to write the little notes that are okay. included. Oh. They were they were due today. And um, they're all <laughs> blank. Nine. they're in my bed don't worry and you guys i think they're actually shipping out tomorrow because that's how that's how fast i got this collection to drop is that i don't even have clothes with lauren elizabeth collection tags on them i'm wearing samples oh Oh, that's when you know you're moving fast yeah i don't even have a copy of my own book because we're so productive lauren we're just ahead of the curve you know yeah like it's like it's tough you know like it's fucking tough like i'm ahead (laughs) of the curve and I pre-ordered no, your hard. book, by the way. Oh, I, I love you. Book. I mean, obviously. Um, you're a queen. And she's a big reader. That's true. She's a redhead, isn't she? Yeah. She does dabble in the you redheads. Know, it's never too late to become a redhead. And I just want to add, it's never too late. It's never too late to become a, 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 an amouge booster. And oh, I listened. I was having a really bad uh, weekend. I was just having so much anxiety because I'm Lauren, obviously. And I listened to all the redheads because I haven't been reading. But I was like, I miss Rebecca and like Margot and Dana and Jackie so much. I listened to three episodes and I was just lolling in the car by myself. It's truly never too late. You don't even have to read the books. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's so enjoyable to just listen to. That is so nice of you to say thank you so much. Like, that's always how I feel, but it's, it's really nice to hear. And I, I didn't ask you to say anything like that. Right, she didn't. So that, like, means the world. Thank you. Women supporting women. Yes. And speaking of supporting women, everyone who's listening to this podcast, head over to LACollective.com if you want. It's, it's fabulous. Honestly, the clothes sell themselves, but there is a code, Toasters20, or Toaster20. Toast. Hold on. She's checking. Yeah, you texted it to us. Um, also Lauren's podcast comes out every Wednesday on the Toast News Network. It's available anywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, all the places wherever you listen to the Toast, you can listen to Lauren and her fabulous gaggle of guests talking about mental health, talking about comedy, entertainment. It's really a fabulous show. It's called Mood with Lauren Elizabeth and you should definitely check it out if you enjoyed this episode. It's a mood. Um, yes, they have to say that because they financially benefit from it. And, um, (laughs) and it is Toasters 20 and multiple toasters. Wait, I was going to say something. I forgot. 20 of them. Toasters 20. Listen to the podcast. And I forgot. Follow you on Instagram. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. Lauren, we absolutely love you. Thank you for stopping by. Congratulations on your new collection. Everyone make sure to check it out. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yes. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.